Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hello, and welcome to the 131st episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association. I'm here on the opening night of Fine Woodworking Live 2017. And rather than spend too much time talking about the event, which we've really only seen the beginning of, I grabbed a couple of old friends, and we're going to just talk about what we're all working on. So, guys, you want to go around the table, starting with Kyle, and introduce yourselves? Uh, yeah, Kyle Barton here, um, chairmaker. Now. <laughs> <laughs> You've been promoted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you at the end, sir? I'm uh, Wilbur Pan. And, and Wilbur, what, what do you make? Oh, um, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the loud shirt, who are you? I'm Brian Brazil, and I make things. Oh, things. Yeah. All nice right, stuff. so before we get into what we're all working on, really, um, between things and stuff, which is better? Oh, definitely things. No, no, yeah. I, I, I hope to make things one day. Okay, so it's, a, pro- like it's a progression. Stuff. You go from things to stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's As you're, you build skills, you go things to stuff. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, so I just make, let's call it um, tchotchkes. <laughs> second place cars i think is second place cars yeah. yes it, it's important for the listener to know uh mrs Ivino, that <laughs> we have yet to run the hardwood derby so uh the gentlemen around the table they they've uh they're in a suspended disbelief state where they they don't yet realize that the resin infused timber strand car will come in victorious but I think that perhaps is a subject for another show after you've all seen the dominance of the blue car. Yeah, but what's interesting is all four of us have cars entered. Well, as we all should. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You yeah. guys are here because yeah. you're my woodworking friends, and we do stuff like this. Not yeah. like some of these losers who come to the event and don't bring a car. And I mean, hopefully we're not the only four <laughs> losers that <laughs> <and> have cars. <laughs> all right. So, um, Kyle, what are you working on in the shop? Um, right now I'm working on a uh, steak chair. I... Um, I uh, bought, I guess, about a year ago, the Anarchist Design Book. Mm-hmm. And he has some steak chairs in there, and I uh, really took a liking to those. And I've built a Windsor chair before, and I tend to build more Windsor chairs. But I thought, these steak chairs are easy to build. They're quick. And so I'm on my third version of it. Each version, I tweak it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, does the... The steak chair is similar construction to a Windsor in that you've got a, a solid seat and you're you're r- drilling out round mortises and sticking the legs in them. Is that how you join? Yeah, the yeah. Seat? You initially exactly, uh, but with one caveat: you initially drill the round holes, but then you take a a uh, what's called a reamer mm-hmm. and you taper that. Would it be hole. a tapered reamer? Oh, yeah, tapered reamer. Fancy yes, reamer. yes. And uh, Chris Schwartz uh, uses Lee Valley makes them, mm-hmm. and they're I think they're. Um, uh, about a twelve degree taper. Okay. Yeah, six degrees on each no, side, including you're inclusion a, angle. Is that you're making degrees. a tapered mortise and then you're tapering yeah. the end of the of the of the legs? Correct. Correct. Um, the the reamer I use um, was made by uh, Tim Manny, and he does a lot of reamers for Windsor chair makers, and they're actually at a little bit less, or at a six degree total angle. Three. Do you have? On. Does it? Does the reamer side. come in a set so you make the matching tapered? Tenon to fit your no. tapered mortise? No. In, the, in this case, I just basically use a, the lathe oh, and, okay. uh, and then do the taper on the lathe. Okay. 
And um, you can basically, you can take a hole, you can taper it, and then cut it in half and use that as kind of a blank or kind of a template when you're um, when you're uh, making the tenon on the lathe. Do the legs have any lower support to their lower stretches or anything? Or the, each leg is really only supported by that one round tenon? Uh, yes, each leg. Uh, the In the stake chairs, they do not have any lower support. Look, it's Matt Kenny running down... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know oh. you could run that fast. Um, anyway, um, but um, but yeah, um, on these stake chairs, there is no stretchers or anything of that nature. To, on typical Windsor chairs, there are, and a lot of cases in the Windsor chairs, those stretchers are there just to keep the legs apart. They don't really okay. Yeah, I am. Um, are, are, are your um, um, uh, tapered mortise and tenons? They're wedged too, right? Or yes, yeah. yes. I don't know. It strikes me as I'd be nervous about that one joint holding the leg on. Is it? Is the chair strong enough? The chair is very strong. In fact, the way it is, the way it's tapered in there, uh, because um, the more weight you put on the chair, the stronger that joint actually becomes. What about when you tip back and it's no longer just pushing down? Well, you'd still be pushing down on the back two legs okay. at some point. But, yeah, they're, they're very strong. They're very light and they're very strong. I mean, yeah. think about how tight a Morse taper gets when yeah. uh, on a drill press or uh, yeah. or a lathe head. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's, that. The, same, it's yeah. the same concept. Did you have a question, Roy? No, I was going to say that's why Chris makes them with three legs. Oh yeah, he does have three legged <laughs> chairs. Or he's so you can't made. lean back in them, and yeah. you don't have that problem. <laughs> I make chairs without yeah. seats. You can't sit in them. Exactly. And you don't have the problem either. Yeah, but they're 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 fun to build. Um, a lot of hand tool work involved. So if you enjoy that, uh, they are really fun. Um, and um, you know, I have really limited shop time, and these stick chairs, I can really knock them out pretty quickly. That's For me, cool. anyway, one a month. Yeah. That, that's that's yeah. that's a lot faster than I work. <laughs> I have to say, they look really nice. Oh, the thank one. you. Now, what do you have going on in the shop, Wilbur? Um, uh, let's see, a lot of little things. Uh, in the week running up to him, I made my hardwood derby car, so that's that. Um, when I get back home, uh, let's see, uh, there's a handle for um, that really, really big Japanese saw that I Mm-hmm. Uh, that I have. Uh, it looks kind of like a whale. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. The, it's called a, a, a mabiki. Um, it's, it, the handle, uh, the back of the handle is cracked and it actually just won't stay on the saw anymore. And when I looked at it, um, I actually found that um, whoever made it didn't do a very good job in the first place because the tang of the saw actually runs right up against the back edge of the um, handle where a normal person probably would have um, uh, made the handle so the tang sits in the middle Made of, of the uh, handle because yeah, the tang so is what it is. So you'd make a bigger handle. Right. Yeah. So, okay. um, so basically, I'm making a new uh, a new handle. That's um, thing number one. Uh, thing number two, I have a joint still. I finally need to get together and and over and done done with. And then um, what I'm planning on is a couple of uh, um, uh, basically wide low bookcases that are called media centers these days because of flat <laughs> screen TVs. Uh, so that, that's on my list. Now, uh, long time listeners may understand and remember that I started my own, I've been calling it an entertainment center, but we'll call it a media center, um, back in the fall. And mine is going to be bright colors and weird laminated crap and... Timber strand? It's, and, and Baltic birch. Baltic birch. Because um, I'm stepping up in the world. <laughs> um, how will you do yours, Wilbur? Uh, is it going to be you know tr- traditional exposed wood? Are you going to be a real woodworker? Or is it going to yeah. be a painted no, it's, piece? It's going to be gonna it's, it's going to be solid wood. Um, the one um, basically wood choice is going to depend on what my wife 
uh, decides. Um, I have a okay. feeling, though, that for the bedroom we'll use pine, in which case I'll try milk paint out just to see how that works out. Um, and for the living room, it's, it's going to be some sort of hardwood, either cherry or walnut, probably. Okay. That should be very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. And Mr. Brazil. I've been concentrating on gravity-powered automotive technology recently. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been actually a couple of weeks that I've been kind of screwing around with that. Um, it hasn't gotten quite warm enough to work in my shop yet. I have an unheated shop in not the warmest part of the country. So uh, I did play with um, a clock that I built a few weeks ago. I needed a clock for my bathroom. And I had this. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Why do you need a clock for your bathroom? Because I shower. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> this is sounding weird. I do not have a clock yeah. in my bathroom either. Kyle, let's oh, get yeah. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what time it is. I'm obsessed with time. Okay. I have a little, which is odd because I have very few. Actual, you work from home, don't you? I do work from home, <laughs> but I do have a meeting once a day. Okay, every, like every day. Shower after it's, the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I heard you right. It's eight o'clock. It's my middle clock. <laughs> um, and I, I finished up the my big opus was my uh, my mother's grandmother grandfather clock. Uh, that was more years than I'd like to think about in process. But uh, that's done. When did um, you finish that? I remember you talking about it, but I don't remember you finishing it. Finished that over the summer. Yeah, okay. I remember yeah. that. That's a nice clock, too, by mm. the way. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it came out pretty good. Yeah. Yep. It only you, took like seven years. That's okay. Yeah. But like five of those in a lifetime. Yeah. You'll <laughs> never be late then. <laughs> <laughs> that's still one I've got more one gra- in the bathroom, yeah. so I know. <laughs> that's still one more grandmother uh, father clock that a lot of people make, so yeah, you know, it's fine. True. Yeah. So, so, so what kind of movement did you put in there? Mm-hmm. Does it... Uh, it's Ring a on the quarter hour. Quartz or movement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started researching like the different types of movements that you yeah. can use, and I saw they were like seven hundred bucks. And you have to like raise the weights every seven days or something. Mm-hmm. So I went to my mother. I said, "Do you want something where you have to change the weights every three to seven days, or do you want something where you change a battery every six months?" She went with six months. So <laughs> so we actually used that. Yeah. It's kind of like a Townsend clock. Like they, yeah. which is yeah, I remember seeing it. Yeah, very yeah, appropriate because yeah. I yeah. live in Newport. So uh, it's a solid wood front. Mm-hmm. So we just use that for storage. I put some shelves in there. She can store stuff in there. Storage is always a good thing. Right. So how about the face of the clock? What, how, did, how did you decide on that in the, hand, uh, or in the um, hands or does that come with the movement? Well, the hands came with the movement, but uh, the face actually is interesting. My uh, my mother specifically grew up in or her aunt, I think some some relation uh, had a grandfather clock that she was really impressed with that had the moon dial on it, which tells you the different phases of the right. moon. Mm-hmm. And she wanted a clock that had a moon dial. So I had no clue how this stuff worked. So I had to go through and find a clock face that had a moon dial. So I found a a brass clock face that had a moon dial and kind of adapted it to make it work with a a quartz movement. So so it does show the phases of the moon? It does actually show the phases of the moon. Oh, that's cool. At the appropriate (laughs) (laughs) time. Yeah, it's on the second hand. It just goes and goes and goes. 
I actually had to test that and do the math. <laughs> Called NASA. <laughs> Put that computer science degree to work. <laughs> All right, so we do have cars that are running in uh, just a mere few hours at this point, and I'd like to encourage everyone to think they have as big a chance as possible to win up until the actual event when your hopes are all dashed and thrown on the floor. Um, so let's talk about our respective cars. I think that, uh, again, Tom's mom, you've heard me talk uh, ad nauseum about the construction of my car, so I won't get into it other than it will win. Um, but let's go around. Uh, let me, Wilbur, what, what did you make for a hardwood derby car? Well, um, basically, I made a, uh, a Japanese plane into a uh, hardwood derby car. Um, the way I did it is I had some uh, the, the type of uh, Japanese oak that's used for uh, making planes. Um, got a, uh, cut out a piece that was a, the same size as a pinewood derby blank, and then uh, chopped out the mortise in the mouth to make it uh, uh, just like you would for a Japanese plane. And because the rules say that you can't use anything besides wood, um, instead of uh, using a, a small blade uh, for the plane, I uh, cut out a, a piece of ebony into the shape of a, a Japanese plane blade and used that to lay out and, and chop the uh, the thing out. Um, uh, let's see, the, most Japanese planes are bedded at 40 degrees. Um, since this is a hardwood derby, I set the bevel angle at uh, 45 degrees. Because it's better for hardwoods, hmm. um, and um, uh, and put a forty-five on on it as because the numbers came with the uh, pinewood derby kit, um, <laughs> and uh, because it's a Japanese plane, I put a Hello Kitty on the front. Um, the blade actually does pop in and out, and then I carved in the um, uh, Chinese word for car on the blade just to make it look like there's uh, <laughs> uh, legit and everything. Uh, it is a is a fantastic yeah. looking car. And as one of your commenters says, this one actually goes up the track, right? Yep, that's yep. right. It's so good, it goes up by itself. <laughs> now, Brian, yours is the only car I've not yet seen in person, so why don't you it's, tell it's people about your It's a bit car? of a skunk works project. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, to kind of rewind like a year and a half. This is like a year and a half in the making. Um, well, hold on. Let me, let me stop you there for just, just a second. I, I'll let you go, but... Um, if uh, if memory serves, the fact that they were running a hardwood derby was announced by Tom McKenna on this very podcast only a few months ago. So dare I ask why a year and a half ago you were building a hardwood derby car? No, I wasn't, but that's where the story begins. Okay. okay. <laughs> Forgive me. I, let, 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 please continue. I get to talk about guilds, so that, the local guilds, so that's, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that's part of this. Um, my local guild, Rhode Island, or Woodworkers Guild of Rhode Island, I should know that, and president. Um, <laughs> we had call it whatever you want. <laughs> we had an auction, uh, a auction of basically a tool auction of uh, member stuff, like all the stuff that you collect that you find out you never used or you don't use anymore, and you want to get rid of it. And one of the things that was brought in was these collections of wood. And it was the end of the night, and I thought this wood was going to go for a small fortune, but it turns out. I ended up getting a whole bunch of just random wood at about 25 cents a board foot. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what any of it is, so I can't really use it in big projects. <laughs> None of it matches. Yeah. Right. But for something like this, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I went and found the heaviest thing I could find. And this is heavy. It's the densest wood I think I've ever worked with. Um, it's called lead. <laughs> Shh, don't tell Tom. 
So we, Do you know what it is? I have no idea. Okay. It's, it's brownish. Are you sure it's wood? Like I, like, <laughs> it just showed up in a box and it was heavy. <laughs> I was able to cut it with the bandsaw. Okay. And I had to put the metal yeah. plate on, but it's okay. <laughs> That's still legit, right? <laughs> so I cut out a sta- – I, I googled what the standard size is for a, um, for a Pinewood Derby car. And I cut out a block. You know, I use mostly hand tools, so – Cutting out a block from this thing that has the working density of steel was a bit Challenge. of a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I got it perfect, you know, square on all four sides, all six sides, all four sides. The other <laughs> two, eh. Um, but then I realized, wait a minute. I don't need to have, you know, open wheels. So, uh, this came in like a moment of brilliance. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Which happens very rarely with me. So I redid the whole thing, and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna build this thing with a closed wheel design." Because if you know open wheel racing, the wheels are the the worst part for aerodynamics. Yes. So I rebuilt the whole thing, but I was like, I can't put any of this shit on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> this is like skunkworks operations. Here. <laughs> so I had to be very silent about the design. I finally posted a design, a, a picture of it this morning because I figured. It's you a know, little was probably already there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't steal my brilliant ideas. <laughs> I uh, I was a bit upset to see that. Yeah, <laughs> it looks sweet. Looks sweet. But um, all right. So yeah, and then my my car is called the um, Cutting Board Offcut Express, and that's exactly what it is. Hey, Kyle, do me a favor. Yep. Face the microphone, oh. not your car. Oh, sorry. <laughs> But it's called the uh, Cutting Board Offcut Express. So about my story starts back in the uh, fall of 2011 (laughs) when I was making cutting boards for Christmas presents. And this little scrap has just been sitting there. So I just uh, I spent 10 minutes researching about the Derby on the Mm -hmm. Internet and another 10 minutes building the car. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It's a a nice car. Now. You have are those speed stripes on the sides? What are those little packouts you have on the sides? Uh, those are to widen it out just to tad this this oh, uh, to cutoff make it the regulation width. Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. The cutoff was just a little uh, uh, about um, what is about uh, I think about three sixteenths. It was a little too short, if I remember right. Is that well, Purple Heart? You bet. That's why it's also known as Purple Haze. Yeah. As, as it won't be any fun if you're disqualified, I want to beat you legitimately. Write your name on the bottom because that's a requirement. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyone got a sharpie? <laughs> I, I may in my box. Okay. Anyway, so um, before we wrap this up and we go uh, enjoy the, um, let's say, heckle free recording of Shop Talk Live, um, can you guys just go around and let's tell people where they can find out more about you on the interwebs? Uh, probably the best place is Instagram, uh, Barton.Kyle. And that's Kyle with a K? Yes. Okay. Most Kyles are with a K. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on my blog. It's uh, Giant Cypress at uh, GiantCypress.net. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm Brian underscore Brazil. On Instagram, I'm Brian underscore C underscore Brazil. And... There's a outdated blog called uh, the Swamp Yankee Workshop. It may have been updated more regularly or m- more recently than my regular co-host Sean's blog. Most likely, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and you can find out more about me and the podcast at modernwoodworkersassociation.com. We encourage you to subscribe and listen and tell a friend because we just kind of uh, stand around a table and talk about woodworking every time. So until then, stay, stay, stay safe in your shop and, uh, and bring a little crazy glow on those cuts.